Welcome to the Ethics in Science podcast by Ryan Phillips, and today we're talking about DNA testing and privacy. So what actually is DNA testing? So according to MedlinePlus.gov, DNA testing is a medical test that identifies changes in chromosomes, genes, and or proteins. And there are really five main areas where DNA testing can be used today. The first being archaeology, and this is just used to understand how humans have genetically adapted over time. The second being um, uh, paternity testing. This is used to determine if a, if a child, if a father or a mother is genetically related to a child. Um, the third is the prenatal genetic test. This is used for determining if an unborn fetus might have any risk of developing a genetic disease or already having a genetic disease. Um, the fourth being criminal investigations. Now this is commonly used by law enforcement to aid in their investigations um, to help solve crimes. And this fifth one is a direct-to-consumer genetic test. Now this can be used for a whole realm of reasons. Um, I think one of the more common ones is Ancestry.com where they find you genetic ancestors uh, by taking your DNA test and trying to match it to uh, other DNA tests that they have in their database. Um, and that kind of is really where this whole privacy and DNA testing argument stems from, this, this fifth uh, field of DNA testing, which is this direct-to-consumer DNA or genetic testing. Um, and this kind of leads me into the second point about how these companies that are administering these DNA or genetic tests um, currently sit outside the realm of the current rules and regulations to which um, uh, regulate uh, current healthcare providers and their patient privacy. Now, in this uh, website article written by the Washington, uh, sorry, the Washington Regulatory Review, it said it had a quote on there saying, "In the Washington University Law Review, they explained that, that direct-to-consumer genetic testing companies fall outside." the scope of the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, otherwise known as HIPAA, which is the main privacy law for health information. So the main thing that that says is that the current, uh, currently these direct-to-consumer uh, genetic testing companies such as Ancestry uh, are not bound by these same rules and regulations that regular healthcare providers are in regards to patient or in this case consumer privacy. And that kind of, that's kind of where this main problem is for consumers about uh, whether their DNA tests are being kept private and because a lot of people do not want their DNA tests being shared uh, to people who they don't know at all. And so in this podcast done by uh, NPR's Scott Simon um, on privacy and DNA tests, he interviews uh, New York University uh, law professor Aaron Murphy on possible ways in which you can help keep your DNA um, private. And the first uh, real piece of advice she has is to talk to a local legislator. Now, because this is such a new and upcoming market um, and isn't necessarily isn't uh, isn't encompassed by these traditional uh, healthcare acts, which uh, for, pri- uh, for patient privacy. Um, is to really help 
to get your legislators to understand what this uh, DNA and genetic testing is and to help try to push for um, DNA uh, uh, direct-to-consumer DNA testing uh, laws uh, to be passed um, because it really is this new and upcoming market and the companies that are doing it are not your traditional healthcare healthcare provider uh, companies so they sit outside so I think really just what she's trying to say is to talk to a local legislator to try and work things out about how um, the government can help regulate these direct-to-consumer DNA testing uh, companies. Um, the second piece of advice is more uh, targeted at people who have already um, taken a direct-to-consumer DNA test, um, and that is that all these companies allow um, some way or another, some may might make it a bit more difficult but they do all allow you to delete your information or your testing records um, upon your request and they have to do that that's one thing that they have to do is they have to give you an option to delete your information and um, if you're really worried about it and you've already taken one this is probably one of your better options to go in there and to um, ask them to delete your records and at the end of the day, if you haven't already taken a direct-to-consumer DNA test um, and you're really worried about uh, this privacy and the privacy of your DNA, if uh, you were to take the test, then probably the best option currently is just to uh, sit out, just to not take the test. Um, because uh, currently, if you're really worried, it probably is just your best option. Um, but probably the first thing you should do before making that decision whether you should or should not take the test um, as Erin uh, Murphy says is just to do your research to just go into all the uh, privacy terms and agreements um, and to read each line to help you understand about what these companies are doing in regards to your uh, DNA testing and the results um, and how they are trying to keep that private and uh, what they are and they're not doing. And that can really help you in making that decision. So how does Frankenstein, written by Mary Shelley, have anything to do with DNA and privacy? Well, I think one of the main ideas that Mary Shelley conveys in her novel Frankenstein is this idea of curiosity um, and this uh, unwavering quest to try and find what's out there, what's on the other side of that door that's locked now. And it's kind of shown through Victor, especially in the early stages of this uh, novel, how his uh, unwavering desire to really understand uh, what he's trying to learn and what's out there results in this creation of this uh, creature or this monster that he creates and it really uh, eventually puts him in a dark place and this bad place where all those around him that are being loved uh, that he loves uh, in some way or another get hurt by this creature and the effects of it and I think this is uh, some this is where we can kind of link it to DNA is that um, people just have this curiosity uh, and it's part of just of our human nature that we have this curiosity especially in regards to this ancestry where we really just want to find our genetic ancestor and 
is there anybody out there who is genetically related to us and sometimes we jump into these things not really knowing what we're getting ourselves into and um, uh, it, it, it can lead us into a place where we didn't um, initially want to end up and uh, I think that's one of the uh, warnings that Mary Shelley puts in this novel is that just uh, to uh, really understand what we're getting ourselves into before we take that step, um, before we take that step of doing the DNA test, doing that genetic test, um, just to really uh, make sure we know what we're getting ourselves into, just to question ourselves and just, just to do our research. So I think that is one of the ideas that is conveyed in uh, Frankenstein. Another idea that Mary Shelley conveys in uh, Frankenstein is that we see the main character in that being uh, the creature uh, in constant need of this soulmate and I think we can really put that down to there being a lack of infrastructure around this discovery that uh, Victor, Victor Frankenstein has discovered and I think this is really where uh, direct-to-consumer DNA testing and Frankenstein intersect paths is that the current infrastructure that surrounds direct-to-consumer DNA testing is really not where it should be and able to positively affect uh, society in general. And this is where we kind of start seeing these uh, problems in regards to privacy, among other things, uh, really come up uh, when talking about direct-to-consumer DNA testing. And uh, as we see in the novel Frankenstein, that uh, this lack of infrastructure and this lack of this soulmate uh, it leads to all these negative effects, especially for Victor uh, going forward in his life. And I think uh, this is a warning that Mary Shelley puts out in that this lack of infrastructure to these new discoveries can lead to all these negative effects. And I think what she's really trying to say is that we should be really, uh, even though we found the discovery and that's a great thing in itself, uh, that the work's not over. We should really be trying to... Um, uh, to be really making sure that the infrastructure is there and constantly adapting to uh, be able to handle these discoveries that we are uh, discovering and that it can positively affect society in the future. Thank you again for listening about DNA testing and privacy on the Ethics and Science podcast by Ryan Phillips.